Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands where you are tonight. Lift those hands, lift those hands. Father, we honor you tonight. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, because you've gathered us here tonight. Thank you for your life, the life-giving presence of God. Thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Thank you for your word that brings light, that brings life, that imparts understanding. Thank you, O God, that tonight heaven is infused upon the earth. Heaven kisses our faces and you release the grace and the glory of God. Now, Lord, we take captive every spirit in the hearing of my voice. We take captive every spirit in the heavenlies, in the natural, on the street, in the name of Jesus. We take them captive to the will of God. We declare right now it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. We declare right now that the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus speaks better things in the name of Jesus and we speak those same better things in every man's situation right now. And now Lord we declare a divine, a divine encounter for all your people here tonight. A divine encounter for everyone that is in the hearing of my voice. A divine encounter Lord that our lives will not be the same but as the dew of heaven is falling in this place that Lord the presence of God will descend unhindered and reserved in the name of Jesus bringing grace bringing life bringing transformation empowering us for many generations Lord let tonight be that night where hearts are set on fire where destinies are realigned and rearranged let tonight be that night where there are divine accidents that people meet up with God that people meet up with your presence that people meet up with their destiny that people meet up with your purpose that people meet up with your word that people encounter your presence like never before that they will point back and say on that night in the name of Jesus they'll point back and say on that night God took it up a notch God took it up levels God took it up dimensions to the glory of your name now Lord we honor you Lord we give you glory Lord we give you praise come on somebody give God the glory Give God the honor. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You may kindly take your seats. We thank God for the lovely, lovely day. We thank God for the downpour of uh, the good weather. We thank God for the presence of God that is here tonight. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a great joy to be here tonight and uh, we are so expectant and we are so grateful to God for his release. We are so grateful to God for his promises. We are so grateful to God for his word. And we know that he's going to bless you in a special way. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayer is what it is. And uh, many churches when they talk about prayer... Few people respond, but that's not the case at King's Touch. When we talk about prayer, more people respond. Because we are hungry for God, we are hungry for his presence, we are hungry for his Holy Spirit, 
And in this season of prayer, as we dig deeper, we know that God is going to do some good things in us. Flourishing in prayer is our title for the conference. Flourishing, the flourishing life this time we are flourishing in prayer. Some people pray like they're escorting others. And others pray like they're the ones going. They're the ones arriving before everyone. Some people pray like they're passing time. Others pray like it is work. They mean business. They are serious about it. They are not joking around. They are not fooling around. Some people pray like they are simply filling in the gaps, like they are waiting for something more important. Others pray like prayer is the most important thing that they could ever do. For the Christian, the most important thing that you could do is to pray. The greatest, the greatest lesson you could learn is to pray. The greatest exercise that you can carry out is to pray. And each day as you pray, you will go in the things of God, grow and increase and uh, just super abound in his grace. Prayer is like oxygen is to a physical body. So is prayer to the spirit man. If you go any five minutes, ten minutes without communing with God, you begin to die. Just like in the natural, if you go without oxygen, you begin to die. So prayer is not multiple option. We don't choose A uh, on Mondays and skip the rest. It's not multiple option. It's not here or there. It is a must. If you are a child of God, if you're born again, if you're serious about your Christian walk, if you're serious about loving and serving and being in the kingdom of God, you must pray. One of the things that the enemy fights the most is prayer. And he does everything within his ability to delay, to confuse, to sideline our ability to pray. And he tries all he can to take us away from prayer, but as the people of God, we insist, we persist in prayer, and we therefore get there in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. We're going to read the book of Luke tonight. We're going to read chapter 18, where we are, theme for the conference, our main scripture headliner. Luke chapter 18. We'll begin reading at verse 1. And we'll get into this word in Jesus' name. Luke 18, the Bible declares in verse 1. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Tell your neighbor, always pray. Always Come on, say it like you're alive. Always pray. Always Come on, say it like you believe it. Always pray. Always and never give up. Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow in that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God, I don't care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, 
Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision to the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Beautiful, beautiful scripture there. A lot to chew from. I'm going to flip us to the book of uh, Joshua. Let's jump to Joshua chapter 10. This is a good one here. We're going to read chapter 10, Joshua. I really wanted to start at verse 12, but um, let us begin. Um, uh, let us begin at verse 7. The Bible declares, So Joshua... And his entire army, including his best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Verse 9. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the, army, uh, and took the Amorites' army by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic. And the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. Then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road to Beth Horon, killing them all along the way to Azka and Makeda. As the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven. That continued until they reached Azekar. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory of the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, Lord, let the sand stand, let the sand stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still. And the moon stayed in its place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jasper? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set on a, as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. Hallelujah. Amen. Two wonderful portions of scripture here that we've read. Joshua is giving us a classic here of how men can dare to believe God and what can happen when we pray. If you're taking notes tonight, we want to talk about mountain moving faith. Or should we say faith for the impossible? You know, there's faith for the things that are within the realm of man. And then there's faith for the things that are within the realm of God. Those are the impossibles that we're talking about. When we have mountain moving faith, we are able to do things and go places and accomplish feats. That when we hear about them, when men talk about them, it sounds like a sci-fi movie. It sounds like uh, it's back to the future or something because it is just incredible. When we are in that realm of mountain moving faith, uh, we do things that 
otherwise are impossible. We do things that people will hear, people will see, and they want to hear the story again and again and again because these are incredible realms. These are incredible dimensions. We should grow in our prayer and we should get to the level where we go beyond the entry level of prayer and get to the place of mountain moving prayer. You know there's entry level where you where you pray and uh, and uh, you're praying for entry level stuff in an entry level way plus Jesus minus devil amen you know that's entry level prayer but there's prayer that moves mountains hallelujah i know you used to think you're praying when you pray that prayer but uh, that is entry level plus Jesus minus devil, amen, that is very entry level. When you are praying like you are an ordinary chap doing and praying and believing God for ordinary things, that's what everyone does. Even the kids in Sunday school do that. When you're praying for, for, for the things that are within the, the, the realms of man, uh, you are at the level where you're praying, but that, that's entry level. However, there is a level, that mountain moving level of prayer where you get into the realms of God and the things that God begins to do, it is very clear that only God has done this. Hallelujah. You know, there are things that you do and you see them done and you accept and say, if it wasn't for God, I would not have come through. If it wasn't for God, I would not be here. If it wasn't for God, I would not have seen what I have seen. My eyes, the Bible has it declares, have seen the glory of God. That can only happen when you're in that level, that realm where prayer is not just one of those things you do to pastime but you are in that level, that realm of mountain moving prayer. Effective prayer. The Bible talks about the effectual prayer of a righteous man. It avails much. It avails much meaning when we effectively pray and we pray according to the grace and the power of God, we can achieve much because prayer is supposed to be number one, a gateway. It's a gateway into realms, into levels, into dimensions into anointings. Prayer is a gateway. It's like a portal. It's a portal into dimensions and levels and 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 and, uh, and graces and places. It takes you there. Prayer is a gateway to your destiny. Prayer is a gateway to your tomorrow. Prayer is a gateway to the promises of God. Prayer is a gateway to the to the things that God has given you in his word and in his in his promise in the prophetic word and in the written word. Prayer is a gateway through which you can access these wonderful things. Prayer is also a source. Number 2, prayer is a source. It brings things, it starts things, it uh, it uh, it releases things, it gives us access to things it is a source. Number three, I like to call prayer a superpower. Hallelujah. In this generation, we, we all know these people that have superpowers, you know. And forgive me for taking you back to the world a little bit for just a quick one here. Superman has his superpower. And uh, who are the other men? Uh, 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 Spider-Man has his superpower. And, uh, and uh, Iron Man has his superpower. Uh, it is his suit, you know, and and Batman also has his superpower. Those of you who don't know, Batman's superpower is money. It's his money. Uh, but uh, prayer should be your superpower. 
As a Christian, the power of prayer is so super that it causes you to do so many things. It causes you to do all things. Hallelujah. You might not be particularly good at anything, but if you can pray, you can do anything. People will be like, she did not go to school for but the way money follows her. Uh, I don't know how. For an uneducated woman, money just comes to, to her quickly. Maybe she went under the lake, under the ocean to get something. No, she didn't go anywhere. She went on her knees and she has the superpower of prayer. You might not be eloquent, but if you've got the superpower of prayer, people want to hear your words. Hallelujah. You might not be a, a smooth tongue, a silver tongue, a wonderful uh, orator of a speaker. You might not know the lexicon and uh, you don't have all the Greek and the Hebrew and the Latin. But if you pray, when you say Jesus, he says yes and is there with you. And that cannot be covered in any Greek class. Hallelujah. I was talking to some young man. He told me, I want to be a preacher. Show me the Bible school where they teach Greek. I want to go and learn Greek and so that I can be a great preacher. I told him, man, the only Greek that you need is on your knees. It is called Shanda Shakaya. Rondo Baba Baba Baba. Prayer is a superpower. Hallelujah. Even I have a superpower. I don't have many gifts, but I can assure you one thing. When it comes to prayer, you're messing with a live wire. Shika, she, touch me carefully. Shika, shika, shika carefully. This thing will flip any minute. Don't put your hand in hot water. I know I may look small and I may look like I just came from a baseball game. But believe me, when it comes to kingdom business, I know the business end of the kingdom. It is in prayer. It is on your knees. And that's my superpower. Hallelujah. Someone once asked me, Bishop, what are your gifts? What, what is your gift? You know, what's your number one gift? I said, I don't have any special gift. But when I get down to my knees, I mean business. And God means business with me. And when I pray, I don't stop until it happens. Hallelujah. Prayer, therefore, is a superpower. Prayer also has depths. And it has dimensions. Uh, those are two in one. Prayer has depth. Some of you uh, need to go beyond the entry level of prayer. Like we said earlier. You need to go be beyond the entry level of prayer and get to the deep realms of prayer. The Bible talks about groans that cannot be expressed. Hallelujah. You're still at the entry level when you're still in tongues. Hallelujah. You might be eloquent speaking in tongues. You're even writing Holy Ghost letters in tongues. Uh, and you're able to interpret them. That is still entry level. There are levels in prayer where words cannot express the groans of the spirit. Hallelujah. Because prayer has depths. Amen. Amen. There is the entry level. There is, uh, there, is the, there is the outer courts. Then there is the inner courts. Then there is the most holy of holies. The depths in there of prayer. Prayer has dimensions and, and number Number six, prayer has speed as well. Let your life move at the speed of prayer. Hallelujah. 
Let your miracle come down at the speed of prayer. Let your promotion be done at the speed of prayer. How quick can you pray down? That is how quick it's going to be manifest in you. Prayer has speeds, you know. Some people engage prayer and they go about it casually and whenever, God, whenever you want, Lord, we are your people, whenever you want. We are, we are just here waiting. We are going nowhere. We, we are just waiting. We are your people. What you want, come on. Sometimes you need to engage the speeds of prayer and take it from number one and throw it all the way to number four and say, God, let's do this now. Hallelujah. Therefore, I want to give you nine things about prayer that are very important. Nine things about mountain moving prayer. Very critical things. Mountain moving prayer. Nine things about mountain moving prayer. Number one, mountain moving prayer is persistent. The widow, the Bible tells us, she persistently knocked. She persistently knocked. She persistently knocked. She persistently knocked. She kept asking, kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. Stayed with it, stayed with it, stayed with it. She was persistent with it. The Bible don't tell us how long it took, but it tells us the judge began to get worn out. He began to get tired. He began to can't take it no more. He began to say, not again. Not this woman again. Not this crazy woman. She was persistent. It's the same thing we see with Joshua here. He was persistent in pursuing his enemies. He chased them down. He couldn't allow the night to hold them away. He couldn't allow their running to hold them away. He chased them down from every nook, from every angle. This battle, you guys don't, und don't understand it yet, but this battle started in the night. It did not start in the day. It started in the night. He chased them out down in the night. The sun came out, chased them down all day. The sun is trying to go down. Joshua is saying, no, 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 no. I'm not quitting on this thing. I'm just getting started. Matter of fact, God said, I'm jumping into the party as well. And heaven began to rain hailstones down. I can imagine the angels having fun bringing hailstones down and God said Joshua you're not going to outdo me the Bible says that God killed more with the hailstone than what Joshua did with his sword because Joshua was persistent he was persistent he did not give up he did not say no he did not quit he did not say I don't feel like it he said God this thing is going down and it's going down now now it's going down now it's going it's going down big it's happening now and it's happening now it's not it's not tomorrow we are tired of postponing we are tired of explaining shani haven't you explained yourself enough i mean you've come up with every explanation you've you've told us how where when what who you've told us your uncle in germany uh, can, can't you just say god i'm tired of lying to everybody now i am persisting i need it now the woman was persistent I told you yesterday, some of you, uh, you're too understanding. You're, you're too understanding. Switch off your understanding. We need that breakthrough now. S stop understanding this thing. Stop understanding. See, you know, God can do what, where, how. No, no, too much explanation. We need it now, now. You're too clever. Don't, don't, stop being clever. We just want the answer. Yes, yes, yes. 
you've explained that. Oh, sometime God says maybe. God sometime no. Sometime ways. Yani. Too many explanations. Too much. We just need breakthrough now. Whatever thing is yours, you must get to a place where you say, I cannot wait another day. I cannot wait another postponement. I want it here now, here now, here now. I'm persisting. I am demanding it. I'm keeping my eyes, my hand on it. It must be done now. You must be persistent in prayer. Mountain moving prayer is persistent. It doesn't quit. It doesn't give up. It doesn't postpone. It doesn't explain. It persists. It stays on. Hallelujah. It is persistent. It is not on and off. It is on and on. Hallelujah. It, it is, some of you are on and off and you're hot and cold and here and there and as the English say neither here nor there but you see you need to go beyond on and off and just be on persist with it you know God is wondering if you're serious about it the heavens are wondering are you serious about it are you really tired of that situation are you dead serious about it are you taking are you taking no chances and saying now now here now I'm persistent I'm demanding I am not giving up I am staying with it Mountain moving prayer is persistent. You must be persistent. You know, you're so flimsy. Now you're believing. Now you're not. Now it's a three-bedroom house. Now it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a one-bedroom apartment. Man, what do you want? Now, what, what do you want? What, what do you want? Hey, what, what do you want? Do you even know what you want? Hey, you need to persist with that thing. Stay with the thing. Don't just give up. Don't just take the nearest answer, the shortest cut that comes your way. Ah, Don't just run off with the haji just because he's a man. Okay, we'll not go there. We'll not go there. We'll not go there. Number two, mountain moving prayer is word based. Mountain moving prayer is persistent. Number two, it is word based. You're not praying your things out of your head, out of your ideas. It's not the cookies that are speaking. Hallelujah. It is not your hormones speaking. It must be word based. The power of transformation is not in your ideas. It is in the word of God. That is why when Jesus was uh, doing his thing in the wilderness, he always said to the devil, it is written. Jesus always quoted scripture. Oh, that's where the trouble comes in. We don't want to read the scripture. We don't want to memorize the scripture. We don't want to sound like we are so godly. And we want to humble ourselves. We don't know what the Bible says. I mean, some of the things that you're saying, it's not the Bible that says it. It is the wakikuyu that said it. God helps those who help themselves. That's not God. Those are the kikuyus. Hallelujah. God didn't say that. 
But you see, we don't want to take the trouble to be word-based. Therefore, our prayer is a revelation of our lack of the word. But if you're going to have mountain-moving prayer, you must pray the word. Every two sentences, you're speaking the word. Lord, you promised. Lord, you declared. Lord, you said. Lord, you promised. Lord, you declared. Your word says. Lord, you promised. Lord, you declared. Your word says. That, that should be your ball game right there. Mountain moving prayer is based on the word of God. He's not going to do it because you look good. He's not going to do it because you have a long beard. Thank you for your beard. He's not going to do it because you have high heels. He's not going to do it because of your brilliant smile. I mean, you light the place up, but you know what? He's going to do it because he's obliged by his word. He says, you have exalted your word above the heavens. You have exalted the word even above your name. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not one word will be taken away from the word of God. He says his word will not return to him void. It will fulfill that which he has promised. Therefore, don't send God empty words. Send him his word. He will take note of his word and he will respond to his word. That's why you must say, God, you promised me I'll be the head and not the tail. I am coming in here to take over. I'm not coming in here to escort nobody. I am the head in this place. Lord, you said I'm a king and a priest. I'm not going to behave like a nobody. I'm going to behave like the king you've made me to be. And I'm, in the, I'm the priest in this place. And I'm going to declare your word and your purpose in this house. Let your prayer life be so much spiced with the word of God. People don't know whether you're quoting scripture or you're asking for something. Listen, don't ask God for nothing if you haven't found a promise for it in the word. Let me come out here. Don't ask God for nothing. Hey, Shani, there are a lot of people out here. Don't ask God for nothing if you have not found a word in his word upon which you stand to make that prayer. If your prayer is not based in on the word of God, then you are praying your own things. Tell your neighbor your own things. Tell, ask your neighbor, are you praying your own things? They're good. They're good things. They're good things. Oh, God, give me white suit. Those are good things. God, give me white shoes. Those are good things. But are you praying your own things? Or are you praying the word of God? Mountain moving prayer is based on the word of God. Number three. Number one, it is persistent. Number two, it is word based. Number three, it is heartfelt. You know, some people pray and their hearts are far from it. They pray and they don't even know what they're praying. They pray and you're like, are you serious? Is that what you're asking for? Is that what you're asking for? Lord, Lord, my God, give me a man, any man, any man. Are you sure? Is that what you're asking for? Any man? Are you sure? God, I need wife. I need wife. Why? Any female. Just give me female. Are you sure? Is your mind in this thing? Is your heart in this thing? Any man? Hey. Any woman? Hey. Put your heart into it. The Bible says this woman, she cried to God. Why did she cry? Because her heart was in it. 
she cried to God. She cried, excuse me, to the judge because her heart was in it. Joshua cried to God because his heart was in it. If you're going to have mountain moving prayer, it should be filled with so much heart, so much passion, so much emotion, your entire being is in it. The things that you pray for and your spirit and your heart is not in them, those things shouldn't waste your time. Just, just forget about them and just give thanks to God. Just, just thank God. Say, so God, whatever you bring, whatever you bring, just thank God for them. But if you're serious about moving some mountains and changing some situations, your heart, your spirit must be in it. And when I say heartfelt, I feel like I'm doing that word an injustice. You, sh you should be consumed by it. It should be so much so that you're consumed by it. Your heart is in it. Which brings us to number four. And that word is, it should be intensive. Mountain moving prayer is heartfelt and it is intensive. You feel like you're about to explode if you don't pray. You feel like you're about to die if you don't pray. You feel like the world is about to end. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us of uh, the mother of Samuel when she prayed for a child. She was so intense. The prophet thought this woman is crazy. This woman is nuts. And that's the same word that we find in the New Testament in the book of Luke there. The Bible says the judge said this woman will wear me out with her crazy with her crazy. You know, you know, sometimes you need to be so intense, you, you even forget how smart you are. Some of you first prepare yourself for prayer. You put your weave to the side. You take off earrings. You put the slit in the middle of the legs and you alert the usher. Say, I'm coming. Mind the hair. This one is Brazilian weave. So you're looking at me saying, how did he know? I know. I know you. <laughs> you see, when you are intense, you're consumed by it. You're crazy. You look crazy. You sound crazy. You pray crazy. People look at you and say she's crazy. The devil looks at you and says he's crazy. God looks at you and says she's crazy. Once you are at that level of being crazy, you are ready for the mountain moving faith. Hallelujah. Amen. You pray like professors, you people. You dot every I, you cross every T. Huh? You even remember your King James. <laughs> Story is told of a man who was praying and he went to God and said, Oh thou God, thou hast labored and laden the earth with grace and glory and Behold, lo, thy servants of the benevolence of thy bounty. Release forth the cascading graces and wonders of your magnificence. God said, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Even God couldn't understand it. When you're crazy, you forget all your school English. You think this is international school. This is prayer house. This is not international school of, Tan of Tanzania. This is prayer house. You, you've got your diction and phonics and, and, you, and you've got your pronunciations well. 
When you're crazy, you go back to the mother tongue. You see like a beautiful woman when she begins praying. Very beautiful. Lipstick everywhere. She begins praying. says, yes, oh. Yes, oh. Say, hey. <laughs> Jesus is now yes, <laughs> You need some crazy in your prayer. You need some crazy in your prayer. You're too organized. You cannot move mountains with your organized prayer. You need to go crazy. That means you really don't care who's watching and who's not. What you're mindful about is that desperate situation that you are placing a demand on heaven for and you are intense. Do you know people who are intense? Some people are intense. Some people are passive. You meet with them and you do your thing and you don't even know they are there. You're in the car with them and you arrive and you have to remind them, we have arrived, please come out of the car. Huh? And God forgive you if she's your wife because you, you, you arrive home and say, oh, you, you're there, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was there. Passive, we call them passive. Huh? But have you met intensive people? Everything is an issue. They see everything. They hear everything. They cover every angle. They are so intensive. They know what you ate and what you did not eat and why you left what. Everything. When you cross your leg, they see. When you uncross it, they see. When, when, when you smile at the left side, they see. When your eyes smile, they see. When your hair smiles. I didn't know hair smiles. But some people are so intense. Mountain moving prayer is intense. It covers every angle. It covers every dimension. Uh, have you been to ICU? Do you know what an ICU unit looks like? I'm sure you do out of the COVID years. It's got life support. It's got oxygen. They are monitoring every one of your vitals, they say. So they've hooked up on your pulse. They've hooked up in your blood. They've hooked up on your heart. They have, I mean, on your head. They've hooked up on your heart. They're, they're measuring your temperature at all times. I mean, when, when, you, when you are ready to sneeze, the machines know that she's about to sneeze. Because they are, they are, they are, they are looking at every angle. Mountain moving prayer looks at every angle. Uh, you know... Sometimes you need to get to a place where you're obsessed with prayer. That means you've covered every angle. You're looking at every dimension. Hallelujah. You tried on a young lady who is about to get married. She's obsessed. She knows the height of the guy, the shirts he's going to wear, the colors, the color of the cake, the color of the flowers. She's obsessed who's going to sit where, who's, who's, going, to, who's going to come in through where, who's going to welcome who. Huh? Of course, if she's just 22, she has no clue. I'm talking about the one who's 32. <laughs> the one who is 22 is oblivious to the miracle. The one who's 32 has prayed this thing down. Prayed the guy down. Prayed him out of that church. Prayed him to the altar. Prayed him into a new job. 
prayed him and prayed him and prayed him down. Prayed for his mama, prayed for his grandmama, prayed for his dad, prayed for the best man, anointed his shoes, anointed his socks, chose his seat, chose the bed cover, chose the mattress, anointed the bedroom. You, you're there. When you're 22, you just pray, oh God, give me husband. Thank you. Amen. Oh God, majabu God, you're so good. Quick, quick, quick. When you're 34, you're intensive. <laughs> when his ex-friend comes, who is he? What does he want? How much money? Where did you know? How, when, where? Delete his number. We don't need him. Hey. When she's 34, she says, what do you need? Car, here is car. What do you need? House, let's go buy house. She covers every angle. She's intense. Eh? You ask these pastors. You think you're here. They have not prayed you here intensely. They have prayed, prayed for the floor that you're on. They have prayed for the seat you're sitting on. They have anointed every seat you're sitting in. These tents, they have prayerfully chosen them. Huh? You, you just pick flowers. No, the Lord is leading them which flowers to put where. You just pick the next, the next something. No, this thing is intense. Hallelujah. We've been in the middle of a building project in Kampala and I've been praying like a madman. I pray for every block, every brick, every sped, every worker, every dog that comes to the site at night. Because God sends Holy Ghost dogs to guard at night. Hallelujah. You think it's just easy. You just get up and say, ah, we're building church. We're building church. We're doing conference. You just got, we're, we're doing conference. You pray for every flight. You pray for every bus ride. You pray, you pray for everything, every, every angle. Hallelujah. I mean, I literally began to anoint every block. <laughs> and there are 30,000. Hallelujah. There are 30,000. The workers knew when they broke three. So you cannot be breaking blocks here. Not because of the money, but because of the oil. I need more oil to anoint these blocks, the replacement one. You think you build church without being intense? You cover every angle, every dimension. Some of you think, oh, you just come and the ashes will organize themselves. No, they don't. They organize themselves, but it's not by might. It's not how much they organize themselves. When they organize themselves, they are just fighting on the door. Ashes fighting on the door. Who's taller? Who's brighter? Who is more beautiful? Uh, who, who is everyone looking at? You must pray them down and pray order in their midst. Cover every angle. Reassign. Uh, 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 re, 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 redirect and, and, and replace. It is intense. It's like I'm on drugs. Bishop Fred would come to the building side and say, Bishop, what, are you, what, are you, what drugs are you using? And I'll say it is the Holy One. The Holy Ghost drug. That's how intensive it must be. Mountain moving prayer. If, if you're not yet intense, you're not yet ready for the mountain moving thing. It's okay, we'll come, we'll come for your wedding. It's no, it's no problem. We'll support you. We'll, we love you. You're a good girl. Amen. But when you're 38, even I, when I come to your wedding, I come dancing. Even I. Even I. Hallelujah. 
You see, if you have your first baby without trying, you don't know. But when you have that last baby, when they're telling you that the tray of eggs is almost finished. <laughs> yeah, that, last, that last one there. Even when the bishop is fasting and praying, he says, God, whatever you do, we need two more eggs to be viable. We need baby in this house. Hallelujah. Recently, I went to, 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 to celebrate with someone who, was, who, was, uh, who, who just had a baby after years of waiting. I started dancing at the gate. When I knocked, they say it is here. I started dancing at the gate. The intensity, because you don't know how many times I've been fasting. Hallelujah. Wait when I come back here when we are entering the King's Touch building. Some of you think I don't know how to dance. Some of you think I don't know how to dance. But the years, the years I've been prophesying and releasing that building. My nerves are rattled. I have no time for nonsense. I need something to calm me down because it's intense. You see, you, you're, you're under control. You're, you're under control. Everything is okay. Some people have been having sleepless nights for years. They wake up every night at midnight calling land down, releasing building down, releasing land down. When you've when you're been praying non-stop, your nerves get rattled. Praying covering every angle. It is intense. You don't know it, but there are so many angles to this. There is the city, there is, uh, there is the community, there is the vision, there is the saints, there is the people, there is the next generation, there is 30 years from now, there is the thieves, the crooks, the thugs, there is, there is I mean, this thing is, is, a, is, is a dynamic mixture. And somebody has to cover every angle of this thing. It's intense. Mountain moving prayer is intense. You who wants this entry level prayer, they say plus Jesus minus devil. You're not in the mountain moving realm. Huh? Even the kids in Sunday school are more intense. You need to be intense. I don't know why Christians, we try to disassociate ourselves. I, I don't know why. Why? Why do we disassociate ourselves? We unplug. Why do we unplug? Huh? Are, we, are we afraid of an overdose? Are we afraid of, uh, of, of too much? Huh? But if you're going to move mountains, it must be intense. Tell your neighbor, intensive care. Intensive. Do you know the specialist in intensive care? The, the, the guy, the doctor is there, the nurse is there, the, the heart specialist is there, the anesthesia guy is there, the guy who kills you and brings you back, that guy is there. The, 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 the doctor is there, the one who is cutting and taking things out. The nurse is there to count and make sure that the things that they, they, they cut with don't remain in you. It's intensive. They must cover every angle. In civilized countries, when they're operating on you, there are about 12 specialists working on one you. They cover every angle. Someone is just mopping the floor. Another is bringing the tools that are clean. Another is taking the tools that have been used and counting them. Few, a few months ago, I read a story of a woman who had an operation. She had a C-section. They took the baby out, but then they left the pan. They didn't leave scissors. They left the whole pan <laughs> inside the woman. 
And this is in Australia. The, the pan is big. It can take two liters of water. They left the whole pan up in there. So you can imagine the investigations. Who was supposed to be supervising to make sure the pan comes out? So this woman goes home. The, the stomach is paining, is paining. And then the husband touches and says, but this thing is hard. They said, don't touch, don't touch. Don't touch, don't touch. When you touch, it's paining. He's touching, he's paining. And then this husband was a, a stubborn fella. He, he really suspected. He took a spoon. A chigundi. Muna chitaji chitu isho. Muna chitaji. A kijiko. He took a kijiko. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, there's pan inside here. Thank God. This big serving spoon. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, this stomach. What is inside here? When you're in intensive care, there must be many people because there are many angles. What angles are you covering in prayer? You're covering one angle. Oh God, God, if God, if you can just bring the man, God, just bring the man. Just bring a tall man. That's all. Just bring a tall man with a good beard. That's all. Huh? There are many angles. He's tall, but does he work hard? He's tall, is he born again? He's tall, but is he a godly man? He's tall, okay, good. Does he got the cash? Cash, 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 cash. Tall, broke guy. No good now. No good. No good. No good. No good. No good. Very hard. Marriage, very difficult. He's watching TV all day, all night. Very hard. Very hard. The tough, tough. I know he has a lot of love, but you won't eat love. You only eat love on honeymoon. Hallelujah. After honeymoon, we eat real food. <laughs> Some married women are, are looking at me saying, where was this man before I got married? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, intense. intense. Mountain moving prayer must be intense. Must cover every angle. Hallelujah. Amen. Must cover every angle. Because you see the devil is trying to look for room. And you know what the Bible says? Don't give the devil a foothold. Do you know how small a foothold is? It is that don't give the devil a square meter. Just one little foot. Not even two. You give the devil one foot. He takes hold. Huh? You must cover every angle. That's what happened with Joshua. God covered every angle. He beat them in the country. He beat them in the, in the highways. He beat them in the city. As they were running, he beat them. Those that ran too fast and had horses, hail found them there. Those that were running to the sunset, the sun waited for them. There's nowhere to hide. Every angle. Eh? Senor, when it gets dark, they just take cover and hide. Say, uh-uh, we cover every angle. Keep the lights on. Keep the lights on. We must find you wherever you are. You must cover every angle. You see, when you pray and you just pray and, and you just look at, at one thing, Lord, Lord God, just, just give us a good worshiper. Just give us a good worshiper. You get a crook. He's a good worshiper, but he's a crook. Huh? It's crooked. 
bringing chaos and trouble if you are going to move mountains. Cover every angle. I'm talking about that thing you're praying about. Have you covered every angle? Have you covered your going? Have you covered your coming? Have you covered it in the city? Have you covered it in the country? Have you covered it as it goes through clearance? Have you covered it as it goes through the, 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 uh, the authorities? Have you covered that thing? Have you covered every angle? You're doing projects and you're doing this. Have you covered the government side? Have you covered the environment side? Have you covered the business side? Have you covered the workers side? They say, oh God, just make me, just make me CEO, CEO, CEO. OCCA, SCCO, O, OC of the O. Huh? <laughs> Do you know even what it means? You just say, I'm CCA. You are at CCA. Huh? Have you covered every angle? CEO is, is recruiting. Huh? He's dealing with so many dynamics. You see, we, we live in a broad dynamic world that has got so many facets to it. There is, there is an infinite realm of concerns that you must intensively cover. Hallelujah. And if you don't cover them all, you miss out on that mountain moving power. You must be intense. Ask your neighbor, are you intense? <laughs> Have you covered every angle? <laughs> Have you covered every possibility? I want you to cover every possibility so that the only outcome is the godly outcome. Amen. Cover every possibility that the only outcome is the godly outcome. I talk to people and say, oh, man of God, I made an investment and a good investment and it was very promising. But, and I listen and listen and, and sometimes I get impatient. Forgive me if you, if you ever find me and, and I get impatient. I used to be very patient until, he, until people spoiled it for everyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm actually a people person, so don't spoil it for the rest of them. What are we saying? What are we saying? We must be intense. We cover every angle. We think it through. Every direction, every possibility. Once we cover every possibility, then we are ready to break through. The possibilities are there. Have you covered them in prayer? Have you covered and prayed through them all at every angle? All right, number, number five. Mountain moving prayer, number five, is vision-based. It is vision-focused. You see, vision is bigger than you, greater than you, grander than you, more powerful than you. Vision is stronger than you. It goes beyond you. Mountain moving prayer is vision-based. When Joshua was making the impossible happen, it was for a greater, grander vision. He was not just trying to have a good day. He was not trying to check out the strength of his army. He was trying to occupy the promised land, the vision given by God. He was focused. Nothing else would move the man. When you look through the first 10, 15 chapters of Joshua, you see a man obsessed. He's literally obsessed with war. He is obsessed 
Why? Because he's been consumed by the vision with whatever he's trying to achieve. Let us be a people that are consumed by the vision, consumed by the focus, consumed by whatever we are doing. Let us be a people that once we lock in, we, we, we are right in there all the way. That's what the Bible declares. Vision for your house has consumed me. That's, those were the words of. Those were the words of. Those were the words of. Jesus. Vision for your house. Has consumed me. When you've been consumed by the vision. Then you can actually break through. Number six. Mountain moving prayer is relational. What does that mean? You are in that dynamic relationship with God. You are not there for the quick bucks. You're not there for the quick fix. You're not there for what you can get and run off to the nearest circus. You're not there just to clear your check and go spend it. You are there for the relationship. Because you see, it is so intense, it is so powerful. If you don't have the relationship, you can't withstand the fight. You can't withstand the heat. You can't withstand what it takes. It is so, so dynamic. It has so many facets to it. If you don't have a relationship with God and, and you don't have that powerful daddy relationship with God, you really can't quite handle it. And it takes us back to Joshua's walk with God. His relationship with God was so intense. He talked to God like he knew him. <laughs> Sometimes we pray to God and he's a stranger. Joshua prayed. And you could, you could see he knew this God. He was not just, he, he was not a stranger. He knew this God. And that's the same thing that Jesus tells us in Luke. He says, how much more will our father is bringing in that relationship again? Because you see, mountain moving prayer, mountain moving prayer is not, it's not about me. It's about him. It's not about what I'm getting out of it. It's about what is achieving in this. It's not so that I can be trending on Instagram. It is so that God's will may be done. It's not so that your cousins can see you and say, hey, she turned out well. Her mother's school fees was not wasted. It, it, it is much more than that. Sometimes you pray and you're praying and what is really paining you is your mother's school fees. And even your mother prays for you. And what's paying her is, your, is her school fees. She says, but God, I even paid for her in the international school. And she can't get a husband. <laughs> what's paying, paying you is the school fees. <laughs> God is not moved by those things that pain you. God is moved by the relationship. God is not going to do it because he owes you. He's going to do it because he's your daddy. He's not going to do it because you are looking good and you are praying loud. He's going to do it because he's your father. He's not going to do it because you qualify. He's going to do it because he qualifies you. He's not going to do it because of what you're threatening. Some have even threatened God. If you don't do it, I'll backslide. God, if... God, I'm giving you this year. If you don't give me a husband, I'm going back to the world. Go, go. Go. 
what the world is there. Yeah. Hear how rough the world is. Yeah. Do you know how the players be nowadays, man? Yeah. Men can play. The game is on. Do you know how the players are, brother? You're here. You, you handle these ladies well. Do you know the players out there in the world? Huh? Even just to WhatsApp, you must send cash. Do you know the players out there? Huh? CG, God, if you don't give me. God, if you don't give me that worship leader, if you don't give me that usher, I'm going back to the world. Go. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Who do you think you're going to threaten here? You, you think God is going to fear? Eh? You think God is going to fear? Huh? Or you think that's news to God? You're the first one to threaten God. Huh? It's because our prayer has no relationship. That is why we come and go as quick as we came. Because there's no relationship. Hallelujah. There's a man who did a seminar in Kenya a few years ago and he said, Singles find your husband seminar. Nyayo Stadium was full. Do you know Nyayo Stadium? It was full. He just did a flyer on WhatsApp. Just flyer on WhatsApp. Prophet with anointing to prophesy and release husband. Come. One day only. Come. He was good. He was very good. Because while people were there, phones started ringing for proposals. Will you marry me next weekend? People began to testify. As I entered, as I was coming through the gates, proposals came. Will you marry me two weeks from now? Uh, all thugs and crooks and bastards and rascals. <laughs> when you make a, a prayer announcement, come, you'll find God. No one is coming to Nyayo Stadium. <laughs> Say, ah, oh, God. What for? <laughs> We find God. What for? Was he lost? <laughs> Come find God. I've seen, I've seen people say, Come find God. Hey, we didn't know God was lost. <laughs> Mountain moving prayer and the great things of God are done when we have that relationship. It's about God. Hallelujah. Because all these other things, they end. How many of you know they end? How many of you know they cease? All the things of this world end at some point. The excitement ends. Things fall apart. Hallelujah. Amen. And I won't tell you what things, but he who has wisdom, he knows things fall apart. Amen. <laughs> you look in the mirror now and you feel godly and you feel that when God created you, he closed the workshop of heaven. But someone said things fall apart. Uh, you will find out what things. Huh? <laughs> so if you're all about the things and not about God, you wake up and the things you are about have fallen apart. Huh? It must be relational. That's why when you come into the presence of God... And you have laid of the, uh, a hold of the presence of God. All these things are worthless. All these things are useless. You look at them and they can't compare. 
they can't compare to one minute in his presence. They can't compare to one day in his presence. You cannot substitute the biggest building for his presence. You cannot substitute the biggest car for his presence. Because it, without his presence, it's just a car. An empty car that will be wrecked, that will grow old. Without his presence, it's just a building. Without his presence, these are just earthly things. That's why... That relationship is the key. And when Joshua, when Joshua locked down his experience and his relationship with God, he was functioning from a relational perspective. Number eight. Mountain moving prayer is a Holy Ghost field. Number seven. Someone is awake. Hallelujah. At least two people. <laughs> it must be Holy Ghost filled. What is Holy Ghost filled? Holy Ghost filled is that Holy Ghost infused prayer that was initiated on the day of Pentecost. When the Spirit of God descended and like tongues of fire came upon everybody. It set their hearts on fire. It set their lives on fire. Tongues that are beyond words. Tongues that are beyond men. Tongues that are beyond understanding. Holy Ghost filled. Mountain moving prayer is Holy Ghost filled. It is the Spirit of God filling you, infusing you with His grace and His strength, causing you to go on this prayer journey not you taking yourself but God leading you because he has infused you he has filled you so that what is inside you is an overflow of the Holy Spirit that happens and when that happens you are at another dimension we need to get to that level in our prayer where it's not you it is the Holy Ghost we need to get to that level of our prayer where it is not your wisdom, it is the Holy Ghost. We need to get to that place where it is not your understanding, it is the Holy Ghost. Because you know your understanding is limited, your wisdom is limited, your knowledge is limited, your revelation is limited, your experience is limited. We need to get to that place where it is not you in prayer, it is God. Hallelujah. That's why we say Holy Ghost filled. You know on the day of Pentecost, they began to pray. The Spirit of God came down. And as they prayed on that beautiful day of Pentecost, it was not them. It was not their, their knowledge, their grace, their experience. It was God. It was the Holy Ghost leading and guiding and fulfilling. When your prayer life gets to that place of being so infused, it is Holy Ghost filled. Man... You're at another level. Your gun is loaded with live ammunition. You can fire at will. Fire at will. Hallelujah. There's no dilly-dallying. There's no fooling around. There's no chance. You are graced by God. Number eight. Mountain moving prayer is not only Holy Ghost filled. Number eight. It is Holy Ghost led. 
You see, Joshua didn't command the sun to stand still because he was a great general or because he had good ideas. It had never been done before. Joshua commanded the sun to stand still because he was led by God. God gave him the instruction. Moses did not spread the rod over the sea because it was a good thing to do. He was led by God. It had never been done and he had to do it. He did not do it because it was the trending thing. Prophets stretch rods. No. He did it because he was led by God. Let us stop searching the internet and finding the new trend and, and the new way of doing things. And let us search the heavens and find the God way of doing things. Let's find the Holy Spirit way of doing things. You're building businesses. Don't find the newest trend of the world of building this business. Find the God trend of building the business. Don't do it because everyone does it. Every engineer does it. Do it because God has instructed you. I'm not saying don't follow your professional values. What I'm saying is don't be a copycat of the world. Trying to do things as the world does. Your standard is of heaven. The guidance you have is of God. The favor you have is of God. The thing that you're doing is to glorify God. You might as well follow the instructions of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are in that realm of mountain moving prayer, you are led by God. You pray things that even you yourself say, yeah, it's going to take God. <laughs> you pray things that you'll turn around and say, God, is that, is that what you're saying? You need to get to a place in your life where you pray and you get to a place where you watch yourself pray and you hear yourself pray and you're mesmerized at yourself pray and you say, surely that is not me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to get to a place where you do things in the realm of the spirit, but you do them with such grace and strength and the guidance of God that even you turn around and look and say, surely I ended that, 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 that seven months ago. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there are things that you start and you start them well, but then there are things after you start, you go a long way and God says, now let me take over. You've done what you can. Thank you for doing a good job. You should let me take over now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Two years ago, we began the building project of the church in Kampala. We were meeting in a tent and we had 17 people. And we began a project of 2 billion, 17 people. I said, God, we can't start now. We God said, if you're getting yourself organized, get yourself organized. When you're ready, you can start doing your thing. I have nothing to do with it. said, I want to do my thing. I want to start now while you're still in the tent. Hallelujah. Because you see, you must be led by God. You can do it your own way. It might take you forever and you'll still not get it done. Or you can do it God's way and you'll do it quickly and God pays the bills. You know the thing about God's orders? He pays the bills. Have you gone to a restaurant and someone takes you out? Guess what? They tell you whatever you want. Bring the menu, whatever you want. Eat your fill. 
brother, if you do that, at the end of the day, don't say that we live in an equal world. <laughs> it's time to split the bill. You're going to be in big trouble. Okay? When you take someone out, you pay the bill. Believe me, when God gives you when God gives you that vision, he pays the bills. When God gives you that direction, he takes his, he figures it all out. He knows where you're going before you get there. He knows what you need before you need it. He knows who you need before you need them. He's going to bring them at the right time in the right way. You will only wake up and say, God, I did not know this is what I needed, but thank you, Lord. You knew what I needed before I needed it. No wonder you are leading me. You, you, when, when you're led by God, he literally takes you by the hand and he guides you every step of the way, navigating every pothole, every challenge, every obstacle, causing you to glide over what is killing others. Because when God is leading you, he pays the bill. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Mountain moving prayer is not done by man. Man does not pay the bill. Man does not carry the weight. God carries the weight. The work of the kingdom, the work of the ministry, God's church, God pays the bills. I know you think you're doing a good job and thank you for the good job that you're doing, but God pays the bills. I know you, you have been working hard and you've been sacrificing. Thank you for your sacrificial giving. We really appreciate it. We're even going to give you a good certificate. But God pays the bills. Why? Because when we are led by God, God knows where he's taking us. And he has already paved and prepared that way. Do you find yourself paying the bill? You're stuck with unpaid bills. Do you find yourself paying the bills? Could it be that you need to be led by God more? You need to surrender to his leading more so that you are not in the realm of putting it all together. And I know you're a good putter together. And you, and, and you put it all together. And you rustle it up and you organize it and you call your friends and, and you get the posters and you get the flyers. I mean, you can put the event together. I know you're good. I know you're very good. But in the things of God, it's not your goodness. It is God's glory that must be revealed. That is why he chose uneducated men. And the Bible says he filled them with his Holy Spirit. And when they caused the blind to see and the lame to walk, the world took note of them and said, hang on a minute. And these illiterate men who have no school, have no experience, have no knowledge, the Bible says then they took note of them that they had been with Jesus. And they realized the X factor is that these guys have been with God. They have been with God. They have been in his presence. They have been there with him. Brings me finally to number nine. Mountain moving prayer. Is not only Holy Ghost led. But finally is all about God. It's not about man. At the end of the day it's not about man. 
It's not how good you are, how great you are. It's about God. It's not who you know and who you don't know. It's about God. When people see the results, they shouldn't see you. They should see God. When people see the thing that has been done and look at you, they should not see your uncle. They should see God. When God has been glorified, the glory belongs to God and he will not share it with another. Mountain moving faith is all about God. That is why when Joshua saw the miracle of God at the end of the day they said never has God answered in such a manner never has God been glorified in such a manner because mountain moving faith points unto God it is all about God I pray for you that in this season when that miracle is done we'll not see your high heels and your fingertips and uh, all your beautiful lips it will be God that is seen in you so that people don't end on your tie it's a good tie but let them forget your tie and see God let them not see your wisdom and how you are creative and how you are you are a good connector thank you for your connections but let them see God let them see God move you motivate you empower you let them see God make a way where there's been no way let them see God level the mountain and exalt the valley let them see God make a way with the way where no way could have been made and let people see and say if it hadn't been for God that's what the Bible says let Israel say if it hadn't been for God they would have swallowed us alive they came from every angle every direction with every weapon if it hadn't been for God they would have swallowed us alive let that be your story that those that hear that conclusion will say we bewitched and they did not work. We poisoned and it did not work. We stole and it did not work. We frustrated and it did not work. We schemed and put everything together but it did not work because there is a power. There is a grace. There is a God. The hand of the unseen God has been making a way where there was no way shielding and protecting and guiding and governing and leading and blessing let it be clear at the end of that mountain moving prayer that God was in their midst. Even in this season, this weekend, I am not interested in empty words. I'm interested in God. I am not interested in nice pictures. I'm interested in God. I'm not interested in nice, nice checks. I'm interested in God. I'm not interested in a good sound. I'm interested in God. That at the end of the day, your story will be clear that if it was not for God, it would not have been done. But thank God, thank God, thank God. God was right there and he who watches over Israel was right there and he who started that good work was right there and he who has established the heavens was right there let your story be Joshua's story that God will do more much more than you could do much more than you could imagine much more than you could fathom the Bible says to him he's able to do exceeding
exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what you could think, ask or imagine. Let that be your story that at the end of the day, God was right there. God was right there. God was manifest right there for you. Oh, guys, without God, it's just another story. Without God, it's just another story. With God, it is this story. Story of his grace and goodness and glory. Story of his wonders that never cease. With God, when you have God in the midst of it, what are you, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? And that is the word I came to declare to you tonight. What is that mountain before your God? What are you mountain before King's Touch Church? What are you mountain before this household of faith? What are you mountain before that woman of God? What are you mountain before that man of God? What are you? Mountains melt like works. What are you before the Lord? What are you? Mountains, the Bible says, they skip. They skip and they run away before the king of glory. The Bible says, what are you? Mountain before the king of glory. What are you? You melt like wax. Mountain moving faith is all about God. Let God be in your family. Let God be in your prayer. Let God be in your serving. Let God be in your seeking. Let God be in your waiting. Let God be in your sacrifice. Let God be in your tears. Let God be in your words. Let God be with you right there because it is all about God. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.